This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Unjust, brutal, criminal, corrupt, inept, greedy, power-hungry, racist, immoral, murderous, evil, dishonest, crooked, excessive, deceitful, untrustworthy, unreliable, tyrannical. These are all words that have at some time or other been used to describe the U.S. government. These are all words that I have used at some time or other to describe the U.S. government that I may feel morally compelled to call out the government for its wrongdoings doesn't make me any less of an American. In fact, it means I am an American. If I didn't love this country, it would be easy to remain silent. However, it's because I love my country, because I fervently believe that if we lose freedom here, there will be no place to escape to. I will not remain silent. I will not keep my mouth shut, nor should you, that is, if you call yourself an American. Nor should any other man, woman, or child, no matter who they are, where they come from, what they look like, or what they believe. This is the beauty of the dream-made reality that is America. As Chelsea Manning recognized, I'm quoting here, We're citizens, not subjects. We have the right to criticize the government without fear. Indeed, the First Amendment does more than give us a right to criticize our government. It makes it a civic duty an obligation. Certainly, if there's one freedom among the many spelled out in the Bill of Rights that is especially patriotic, it's the right to criticize the government. The right to speak out against government wrongdoing is the quintessential freedom. Unfortunately, those who run the government don't take kindly to individuals who speak truth to power. In fact, the government has become increasingly intolerant of speech that challenges its power reveals its overt corruption, exposes its lies, and encourages the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. In other words, the government wants you to shut up and keep your eyes glued to your screen devices. This is nothing new, nor is it unique to any particular presidential administration. Donald Trump, who delights in exercising his right to speak and tweet, Freely about anything and everything that raises his ire has shown himself to be far less tolerant of those to whom he disagrees, especially when they exercise their right to criticize the government. In his first few years in office, Trump has declared the media to be the enemy of the people, suggested that protesting should be illegal, and that NFL players who kneel to protest during the national anthem shouldn't be in the country. More recently, Trump lashed out at four Democratic members of Congress, all women of color, who have been particularly critical of his policy, suggesting that they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. The uproar over Trump's America, love it or leave it remarks, have largely focused on its racist overtones, but that misses the point. It's un-American to be anti-free speech. As former Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas once proclaimed, and I'm quoting here, since, we, since when have we Americans been expected to bow submissively to authority and speak with awe and reverence to those who represent us? The constitutional theory is that we, the people, are the sovereigns. The state and federal officials only are agents. 
We who have the final word can speak softly or angrily. We can seek to challenge and annoy, and we need not stay docile and quiet. Hmm, good advice, huh? It's unfortunate that Trump is so clueless about our Constitution. Then again, as history and the history books make clear, Trump is not alone in his presidential disregard for the rights of the citizenry, especially as it pertains to the right of the people to criticize those in power. While the government has been undermining our free speech rights for quite a while now, Trump's antagonism toward free speech is much more overt. For example, at a recent White House social media summit, Trump defines free speech as follows. Let me quote here. To me, free speech is not when you see something good and then you purposely write bad. To me, that's very dangerous speech. And you become angry at it, but that's not free speech. Let me make something clear here. Except Trump is wrong about this one issue. Good, bad, or ugly, it's all free speech. Unless it's defined by the government, it falls into one of the following categories. That is obscenity, fighting words, defamation, child pornography, perjury, blackmail, incitement to imminent lawless action, true threats, and solicitations to commit crimes. This idea of dangerous speech, on the other hand, is starkly authoritarian in nature. What it amounts to is speech that the government fears could challenge its chokehold on power and call out its corruption, the corruption that pervades the government. The kinds of speech the government considers dangerous enough to red flag and subject to censorship, surveillance, investigation, prosecution, and outright elimination include these. Hate speech, bullying speech, intolerant speech, conspiratorial speech, treasonous speech, threatening speech, incendiary speech, inflammatory speech, radical speech, anti-government speech, right-wing speech, left-wing speech, extremist speech, politically incorrect speech, and so on and so on. Yet this idea that only individuals who agree with the government are entitled to protections of the First Amendment couldn't be further from what James Madison, the father of the Constitution, intended. Indeed, Madison was very clear about the fact that the First Amendment was established to protect the minority against the majority, the minority being those citizens with enough intestinal fortitude to criticize the government for its corruption. But I'll take that one step further. The First Amendment was intended to protect the citizenry from the government's tendency to censor, silence, and control what people say and think. Having lost our tolerance for free speech in its most provocative, irritating, and offensive forms, the American people have become easy prey for a police state where only government speech is allowed. You see, the powers that be understand that if the government can control speech, it controls thought, and in turn, it controls the minds of the people. This is how freedom rises or falls. Americans of all stripes would do well to remember that those who question the motives of the government provide a necessary counterpoint to those who blindly follow where the politicians choose to lead. We don't have to agree with every criticism of the government, but we must defend the rights of all individuals to speak freely without fear of punishment or threat of banishment. As I point out in my book and make very clear in Battlefield America, the war on the American people, Tolerance for dissent is vital if we are to survive as a free nation. Folks, it's time to speak up. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. 
To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.